0: Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. Okay, well, good morning, folks. We're going to go ahead and uh, get into our teaching today. Um, If you've been following along with us, the last two weeks we have been in a series called The Secret Life of Pets which is a very superficial sort of title. Um, Really, uh, we've been exploring uh, using my dog, Gizmo, as a um, sort of a metaphor for life. You know, we've explored, um, we're exploring three of the behaviors that I've seen in him that he kind of repeatedly goes uh, through, and how I've learned so much about myself and ultimately my relationship with God through it, um, and so uh, that's what we've been talking about. So the first week was a week was called settle, where we just learned that that God's hand is on us in times of anxiety and in stress, and He whispers to us to find peace deep in our soul. And you know, I would say this. Um, if you, like, just, I can sense, you know, this morning in the room from a couple of things people have said that, um, you know, if you're going through something or you're just in a particularly stressful moment or you're feeling stressed or frustrated or anxious, um, go back and listen to that week, you know, on, on the podcast on, on our website. It's called Settle, it which is week one of... Um, of Secret Life of Pets. And I believe that God will speak to you and encourage you through that. So we talked about that week one. Last week was called Upset Stomach, which was the idea of how we, how dogs do this all the time, but we as people do it as well. We struggle with things, but we continually return to the things that we struggle with. And it gets us into trouble. It creates sickness in our soul, in our spirit, and even in our lives, right? But yet we continually go back to them and, and how God has given us the tools through the Holy Spirit and, and walking with Him to overcome that sin, to overcome those addictions, overcome those struggles. Um, and it will be lifelong, for sure, but growing in our faith is what ultimately will help us to overcome some of those things. And so if that's an area of your life that, you, that resonates with you, I encourage, if you missed it, to go back and listen to that week. Well, this week we're going to finish... Our series, and like I said, next week we're going to start a little mini-series called Won't You Be My, Na- be My Neighbor? Um, which will be talking about the idea of what it means to be a neighbor and how can we can be neighbors. Who are our neighbors? And then, obviously, I'd like for us to go see that movie together. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But um, we're going to finish today with Secret Life of Pets Part 3, which I'm calling Car Rides. Car Rides. Um, so, Gizmo... Uh, his favorite thing in the entire world is riding in a car with his head out the window um, with the wind just blowing in his face. I have put multiple videos on you know, Instagram, Facebook over the years. Um, he loves it. Every single morning, we get up at 6 in the morning and I got to take uh, Autumn to the bus stop at like 6.30 and drop her off. And Gizmo knows he knows that we're going to the car. So he runs to the front door and sits right there so that he can like maybe get a chance to run outside. Like he thinks we're gonna forget about him or something. I don't know. I probably wouldn't take him because it's kind of annoying sometimes. But he loves it, and as soon as he runs into the car, he gets into my lap and, and he just kinda hangs out by the window. As soon as you put the window down. He, like, peeks up, and he's, like, pulling his head out to squeeze out, and he just loves it. He loves the wind just blowing in his face. He'll sit out there, and, like, his hair, his back, his eyes are, like, all squinty. Like, it gets all watery, but he will just sit there, and he loves it. When we go on vacation um, uh, to Deep Creek Lake, we sometimes uh, have a chance to rent a boat, like a pontoon boat on the lake. And he just sits at the front over the front of it, and the wind just blowing. He just loves it so much. But other times... Um, he can't enjoy himself because he's nervous and he's uneasy um, and he gets super shaky and he gets really heavy breathing. Um, it's so interesting. Gizmo is a very um, nervous dog. And while he loves to ride in the car and he loves to just get his face out in the air and the wind and have it blow and he's just enjoying it, living his best life, sometimes he can't enjoy the car ride because he's so anxious about it. He doesn't know where we're going. He gets stressed out. He gets really nervous. Um, it's like if we take him to the haircut or to the vet or really anywhere unfamiliar, sometimes he starts to whine, he just shakes in the car. But as soon as you roll the window down, he runs to my lap and he sticks his head out and it's like he's forgotten whatever it is that's worrying him. Um, his ears are flapping in the wind, his eyes open as wide as he can get them. And I would suggest that this is the approach that God would have us take for our lives. Um looking for every opportunity to enjoy the best that life has to offer us, particularly when there is so much going on that we're nervous about or we're struggling with. Um, I actually thought about this movie that I've seen as one of my favorites. It's uh, *Zombieland*. zombie land, um, rule number 32 in zombie land is enjoy the little things, enjoy the little things. And I think that there is something to be said about that. Um, And I want to learn personally from Gizmo in my life and learn to enjoy the life that God has given me no matter what is happening. And I think this is the struggle for us as people, right? Gizmo will get himself so riled up because he doesn't know what's going on. He's nervous about where we're heading. There's something causing him stress. But he has found the ability to enjoy what's happening in the moment if he can just remember like the thing that causes him joy. And for us, it can be really difficult for us to see the beautiful things that are around us. It can be difficult for us to truly find enjoyment or peace in life when we are feeling anxious or stressed, where there are difficult things going on. What I want to do today is I want to explore a passage of scripture from a man who wrestled with this very idea. Um, Solomon spent his entire life trying to find meaning and satisfaction, and wrote the book of Ecclesiastes about his findings. He was uh, the richest man in the entire world. He had immense power. He had wisdom beyond measure. And he could do whatever the heck he wanted to do. But he still had problems. He still had heartache. He had betrayal. He had restlessness. He had pain in his life, just like the rest of us. So let's look at what he said and ultimately what God is saying to us today through Scripture. So um, would you guys open your Bibles or your smartphones with the Bible app, your tablets, to the Old Testament, to the book of Ecclesiastes. This is in the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes chapter 8. And I encourage you to go back and read Ecclesiastes. Um, It is is very real. It It is a book about a man who essentially has said, I have lived everything that you could possibly live. In fact, the very famous verse that we know of in pop culture and society actually came from the bible where it says everything under the sun there's nothing new under the sun how many of you have heard that phrase there's nothing new under the sun that comes from ecclesiastes where solomon is basically saying hey child i have tried everything there's nothing new here okay let me tell you what i've discovered about life so in chapter 8 verses 14 and 15 is where we're going to read right now he says there is a futility That is done on the earth. Futility. That's a word he uses all the time. There are righteous people who get what the actions of the wicked deserve, right? So people who work hard, people who do good things, people who are constantly, like, righteous, and yet they get what it seems like the wicked deserve. They're stricken with a disease. Like, the most holy person you know gets cancer, right? Like, this idea of that. And then there are wicked people who get what the actions of the righteous deserve, right? People who, you know that, you've seen these people who are vile, people who step on others to get what they want in life, and it seems like everything goes right for them, right? He says, I say that this too is futile. So, because of that, I commend enjoyment, because there is nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat, to drink, and enjoy himself, for this will accompany him in his labor, during the days of his life that God gives him under the sun. Okay, here's what I would say about this passage. We're going to keep reading in some other areas. We have all experienced this, right? I think every one of us that we've lived um, our short lives or our longer lives, we have lived where we feel like life is unfair. When we do the right thing, sometimes we get punished for it. Other times, it seems like people do the wrong thing and they get rewarded for it, right? This is frustrating, bless you. It doesn't feel fair, but here's the thing, is that Solomon says, and I agree, there is nothing that we can do about it. That is the world that we live in, right? There is no rhyme to it. There is no reason to it. The sun shines and the rain pours on the wicked and the just alike. Well, what can we do? What can we do when we feel like that? Well, the scripture is talking here. It says, don't focus on that. Don't focus on that. Instead, enjoy the life that you have. And he says that it not only to enjoy it, but it will accompany us in our labor, he says the one thing that you see that everybody has is that our days are going to be filled with labor. We're going to have work to do. There's something for us to do every day of our life, whether it be work for you know, the man or whether it be something we enjoy doing. But the point is, is that uh, working hard and having to work for the things that we want is just a, is just the truth of life. It's part of it. But that alone can feel Tiresome. So instead we're given the enjoyment of life to accompany us. That you work, like there's that song, everybody's working for the weekend, right? This idea, like I think everybody understands that because we can enjoy the weekend, right? It accompanies our labor. There's always something to enjoy. If we stop and think there's something in our life that right now we could enjoy, there might be the worst thing going on right now. It might be frustrating in the moment of something that's just caused us pain or heartache. But if we linger in that space, the joy will be sucked out of our lives. But the writer here, Solomon, is encouraging us to look at the things that you can attach yourself to that will bring you enjoyment in the middle of those moments. What are those things for you? What are the small things that you can enjoy? What are the big things you can enjoy? Let's keep reading. Ecclesiastes 9. So the next chapter, verses 7 and 10, again, he reinforces this, verses 7 through 10. Go, eat your bread with pleasure, drink your wine with a cheerful heart, for God has already accepted your works. Let your clothes be white all the time, and never let oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife or husband that you love all the days of your fleeting life, which has been given to you under the sun, all your fleeting days." For that is your portion in life, and is your and in your struggle under the sun. Whatever your hands find to do, do with all your strength, because there is no work, no planning, no knowledge, no wisdom in Sheol, which is the the Jewish place of like the underworld, where you are going. In other words, he's saying like like fut- the futility and the fleeting nature of life. He's like we spend so much of our days. Worrying about the things that we cannot control, allowing the things that cause us heartache or stress or anxiety when they're going to be gone and they're not going to matter, right? What he's saying is ultimately, like, I understand that it's painful when your child has yelled at you or when your kid is not serving the Lord or when you lose your job or you don't have the money to pay your bills or you're failing your classes or whatever it might be, right? That hurts. And he's not saying ignore that, but he's saying why focus on the thing that hurts you and instead, while you're going through it, enjoy time with a friend. Enjoy a song that you love. Put your head out the window and enjoy the breeze flowing on your face. Go for a hike. Stand on the top of a mountain and see the beauty of the world that, that God has provided for you. You know, Go to a restaurant that you, and try a new food. And thank God for it, because it can allow, it can maybe dull the pain a little bit. That's the idea, I think, of what he's saying here. Life isn't short. Enjoy it. Enjoy the little things and the big things. And I believe what he's saying here is don't waste your life in regret. Don't waste your life in regret. I know a lot of people who can't seem to move past from their mistakes. People who allow their mistakes in the past to define them. And then it begins to take hold. Is not just I made mistakes, but I am a person who makes mistakes. I am a person who is a mistake. I, maybe it would be better if I were not here. You know, um, Do not live your life. Do not waste your time in regret. And then he says, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your strength. I believe what he's saying here is pour yourself into whatever God has brought you. So your job, give everything you have into your job. Give your best for it. But also, if the Lord has brought you children, for example, enjoy your kids. If God has brought you a great sound system, enjoy the music playing in your ears and allow it. You know, If God has given you the ability to go to a concert, go! to that concert and enjoy it. I cannot tell you how many times I've gone to a, to a music concert with my favorite bands and just stopped and looked around and seen the just the music and the people all collectively enjoying and just been overwhelmed with an emotion of, of gratitude or of happiness. And you know what? My problems didn't go away because I went to the concert, but it did allow me to enjoy an aspect of my life, and I think that's what Solomon is saying here. For us is to pour yourself into whatever God has brought you. You know, Jesus echoes the, sense, the essence of what Solomon is saying in John chapter 10 when describing the, the, the kind of life that he desires for us. John 10.10 10 says, A thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But then he says, But I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. Now this passage of scripture, this verse, is oftentimes taken by maybe prosperity gospel type people that want to say that Jesus came to give us riches. Jesus came to give us money. Jesus came to make it so that my bills are always paid. And that might be an aspect of abundance that maybe you do have plenty in your finances. But I want to dig into that a little bit here. The Greek word for abundance is perison. I'm probably butchering it in the accent. but Perison. P-E-R-R-I-S-O-N. And here's what it means rich and satisfying. So let's read it again. A thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. I have it in parisant, have it in rich and satisfying. And then you dig further. Here's what it says. Abundance also means special advantage beyond the regular number or different from. So what Jesus is saying to us, ultimately, is that I have come so that you would have a life that's different than other people. A life that is rich and satisfying, that no matter what is happening, you will still feel like you are living a, the best life. That you could have a, like a, a pain in your body. You could not be able to pay your bills. You could have a marriage that's falling apart. You could have lost your job. You could have... Failed your classes. You could have any number of those things, and yet, because you're in a relationship with your Creator, you have a peace that's deep inside of you to you know that you will be able to move on, that there will be something more for you, that God is taking care of you, He's working things for you as you continue to walk with Him and trust Him. There is an abundance there that is different than the world. The world says. The people who live in the world who don't have a relationship with God say, my job is my provision. I lost my job. My life is over. I need to find a new job because that's the only thing. Or if I don't have this marriage, if I don't have that class, these are things. I have met so many people who put everything they have into their, their hopes and for their future and for their goals and for their livelihood. But when things come crashing down, they don't know where to turn. And in our case, Jesus is saying, I've come to give you more than that, a deeper level of life a richness, a satisfying life. God's desire is for us to enjoy our life. And his definition of the best life has nothing to do with our circumstances and can be enjoyed anywhere at all times. And then we see in Psalm as we finish here, Psalm 16, verse 11. This is um, the writer saying, you reveal the path of life to me. So he's walking with God. And he's saying, as I walk with you, you reveal what life should be like. And in your presence is abundant joy. There's that word again, abundance. At your right hand are eternal pleasures. Now the Hebrew word for abundant is soba. Everybody say that. Say soba. Soba. Soba, again, means satisfied, content. And I love this. It says satiated. Satiated. It's like, I'm thirsty, but I'm not anymore. I'm satiated. I was hungry. I'm not hungry anymore. I'm satiated, right? So he says, in your presence is abundant joy, satisfying joy, content joy, satiated joy. At your right hand are eternal pleasures. Pleasure is a word for fun, right? Good, like like an enjoyment. Like sometimes I feel like Christians think about when they would describe their relationship with God, they call it merciful Right? They call it forgiveness. I don't hear the word pleasure come out of like, the words of Christians very often, but David here is writing and saying, in God's presence I find eternal pleasure. Again, reinforcing this idea that as we spend time with God, he, he allows us to see the areas of life that he has given us that we can, that we can enjoy even no matter what our circumstances are. You know, Gizmo is satisfied and he is content with the wind blowing in his face, even though he don't, don't even know where he's going. Walking with God unlocks the ability to be satisfied in our soul in any and every circumstance. I want to say that again. Walking with God unlocks the ability to be satisfied in our soul in any and every circumstance. Not only that, walking with God is an exercise in choosing the soul's satisfaction over our physical and emotional satisfaction. And that's, I think, probably the hardest part for all of us. To choose to allow our soul to be satisfied instead of looking for the physical or emotional satisfaction. I think it's good when they both align. But there, that's how, and I said this before, that's how, how a man of God or a woman of God can be thrown into solitary confinement in prison in another country and, and sing songs of joy. To God in that moment. Their physical circumstances, their emotional circumstances are in dire straits. And yet there is a satisfaction in the soul. And we see that In the New Testament, when Paul and Silas are beaten and whipped and chained to a wall and somehow are singing and in full of joy. And then we see later when Paul is writing a letter to the church and he's saying, I have learned the secret of life is to be content in all circumstances. That's what we're talking about here. It's that walking with God, spending time with him, like we talked about last week, like actually spending time in a depth with him, learning his word, spending time in prayer, allowing ourselves to hear him speak to us, begins to impact our soul. And in that space, we find a deeper satisfaction, a deeper peace that we can't find anywhere else. And so that's what it is. Walking with God as an exercise in choosing the soul's satisfaction over the physical and the emotional. So, I'm going to wrap up here with some practical thoughts, and then we're going to talk about it. Number one, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. There are a lot of things, plenty of things in life that can distract us plenty of things that can that can cause us frustration, anxiety, grief, pain some things are small some things are big but you got to just move past those you can't sweat those things that's what that's what Solomon was saying it's like there's a lot of things in life that are not fair and don't feel fair and you want to try to rail against it but there's nothing you can do about it so just don't sweat the small stuff. number two but enjoy the little things. Enjoy the things that God has given you. Sometimes the smallest of things are the reminders of good things, or memories of things, things that are still in existence. Like I said, sometimes just a song. I don't know. If any of you ever experienced this, you can, you'll be just having a frustrating day, and then one of your favorite songs comes on, and it can cha- change your mood, you know? Like, I believe that's from God. Like, that the God has created our bodies to be resonating resonating, resonating with with musical intonations, with with, with the frequencies and like that's part of who we are. it affects us. it sends electrical signals you know through our body that changes the, the chemistry in our bodies in those moments. you know So like that is that is something that can be a lifeline sometimes. you know if there are certain um, musicians or bands or albums or movies or books or you know things that, that you have at your disposal that you know, Affect you in a positive way, or 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 reach into your into your your emotions, or your even into your soul. I would encourage you to put those on speed dial, if you will, when you know you're going through something. To enjoy the little things that will help you to be able to enjoy life when it seems like it's raining really hard. You know, mm-hmm. um, don't sweat the small stuff. Enjoy the little things. Number three, remember the special moments. Remember the times. That might seem so far away. Heather and I have this practice of we have I have an Apple TV up in our bedroom and um, it has a screensaver of photos from trips that we've taken together and one of them was Ireland. We went for our fifteenth anniversary a couple years ago and did a road trip around Ireland. It was amazing. And some days we'll just be laying on bed on the bed just at the end of the day and you know, and the photos are just flipping through from Ireland. We just look at it and it's like we were there again. We just have this deep memory of it, and we talk about, oh, do you remember when we went and did this, we did that? Those special moments are like a fire that just, like, it's like blowing on a fire that now becomes um, reignited again, you know? Remember the special moments that you have had in your life, or with God, or with a significant other, or a family member, or a close friend, or any, any, even by yourself, it doesn't matter. Remember the special moments. Moments, And that will cause you to be able to, to tap into some of those areas. And remember that life is not as bad as it seems like it is right now. And last but not least, walk with God daily and learn the discipline of enjoying the life that God has gifted you. I promise you, every single one of us in the room here today has something that is beautiful and is a gift. That if you remember it, if you spend time focusing on it, you will begin to to see that, that not everything is as bad as it seems. And maybe some of you right now are living a really good life. you know, And that's okay too. That's great. Because you need to use that to draw on from times when things are not so great. So I just want to encourage you. Walk with God daily. Learn to, 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 to allow him to satisfy your soul. Learn to 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 listen to him and to and to align in your behaviors and your lifestyle in the areas of the that that he is calling you to make changes in. And as you do that, you'll begin to find satisfaction deeper in your soul. And through that, what he'll do is he'll begin to to remind you of other areas of your life. He'll be able to help you see. Maybe he'll help lift the weight off your shoulders at times to where you can feel at peace, and be able to see and be reminded of the areas, the small things in your life, the little things, and remember the special moments, and be able to make those memories so that you can enjoy life. What I want for you, for all of us, and what I believe God wants for us, is to live a life of satisfying richness, to enjoy our lives, to, to be like Gizmo, right? To To be just so thrilled with wind blowing on our face, you know? And sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes just go outside and just Look up at the sky and just let the wind blow. Listen to the leaves blowing in the fall. you know. Or it might be going to a concert or it could be watching TV. Whatever it is for you, just stop in those moments, even when you're in the darkest of places. And just take a deep breath and remind yourself that God has gifted you a life with a lot of beautiful aspects to it. And just thank him for it. And maybe it'll give you the strength you need for the day. Take a step in front of the other. And one day you'll look back and you'll say, the clouds have lifted. And you'll see that. You can give God glory and praise, and you'll be prepared again for when the clouds rise again. So, hope that was encouraging to you. Um, I hope this series has been encouraging to you. Um, yeah, so let's pray. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church Home, or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com. Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EncounterPGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.